Welcome to Experiencing God's Goodness. My name is Michelle Corgett, and today I want to invite you to join me as we hear stories of how individuals have walked through some incredibly difficult times and found God waiting for them in the middle of their darkest hour. We will hear some awesome testimonies of how God has shown up time and time again in the lives of these individuals and how they have experienced God's goodness. Today we want to welcome Alyssa to the podcast. Alyssa, um, I learned about your story actually through Instagram, which is kind of a random way to hear a story, but I'm finding that seems to be a, a platform that is getting more and more popular every day to use to talk about God's goodness, to talk about stories of where God has brought us and where God has taken us. And so Alyssa, I would love for you just to kind of tell us how God has been uh, showing up in your life and and his the goodness that you've been experiencing. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad you found me on Instagram. First off, like kind of how God just finds people and brings them into your life. I never expected that reel to get over 11 million views. But again, God's just bringing so many good people, including yourself, into our lives to just talk about his goodness. And now this platform to share it with more people. So I just want to thank you for that. But starting off, I would say I can do a whole timeline. Um, I'll kind of just let you know right now. We are 24. We have a healthy, beautiful girl. But it wasn't always an easy process from getting pregnant and all these things. So so back in March of 2019, we got engaged, me and my husband, um, straight out of high school. We went to college for a little bit and we're like, you know what, we're the ones like, let's just get married. So after six months of an engagement, we got married. So it was a fast engagement. We knew what we wanted. So that was in October of 2019. We were just the age of 21, pretty young. And I'm kind of giving you a little bit of a backstory, but like, I'm just going to write the whole picture for those who are listening. So we moved into a trailer home right away, you know, 21 saving money. (laughs) And with that, six months later, we're like, Hey, I think it's time that maybe we should start a family, like God's plan. He'll do it when it's right. And all that stuff. Little did we know we'd be waiting almost two years later (laughs) for that miracle. But Yeah, so that's kind of the whole story I'm going to talk about today is just that waiting period and how hard it is and how not to lose your faith and that sometimes we don't see the full picture and that can be really hard and it really shakes your faith, but God's, God always provides and he always over provides and gives us more than what we would ever imagine. After about a few months of trying, I would say we were actively fully trying July of 2021. Yeah, it would have been 2020. So during the pandemic, the craziness of the world, we fully started trying. And a few months later, we we knew that it was going to probably take, like we've heard stories that, yeah, between six months or um, three to six months is the usual time someone takes to get pregnant. So we weren't really concerned or anything. So anyways, a few months later, my sister, my older sister comes to us and she's like, hey, we're pregnant. And so the excitement and just pure joy of the whole family, the first grandbaby on my side of the family, I'm of course in my head like, oh my goodness, I might be pregnant too. And just all these exciting things, like we're going to have babies around the same time. And then a month later, my sister comes home from North Carolina and she says she's pregnant. (laughs) And so both my nieces were born two weeks apart. 
yeah, so all that excitement. So my older sister's pregnant, my younger sister's pregnant. And I'm like, okay, God, like, come on, let's get us all three. Let's, let's, let's get the ball rolling. But of course it didn't work out that way and that's okay. So then I would say it was just interesting because I feel like when you want something so bad and you're praying for it and you're working towards it and all these things, it feels like everyone around you is experiencing what you want. And not that I wasn't happy for them. Oh my goodness. I was so excited for them. But that's a little bit of jealousy. It was just like, okay, come on, bring me my baby type thing, which is so bad to think about, but it's human. It's normal to be jealous at times. So we were trying for about six months, six to nine months. Um, we're planning baby showers. All my closest friends are having babies around the same time. Just kind of that feeling of feeling stagnant and just wanting what everyone else has, but also trying to enjoy what God has given you, which is kind of a difficult thing because you don't want to be greedy with what you have, but you also want more. And so that was kind of a thing I was working through. And God was kind of talking to me and just like, patience like it's okay we'll get there so I wasn't like my faith was still pretty strong at this point then April of 2021 we welcomed our beautiful nieces and then of course like that's another huge thing like so excited backstory I am a photographer so (laughs) I photographed all the maternity photos newborn photos and just enjoyed every little moment of all that so the best thing about all that is not only did that did I gain beautiful nieces, I also was like a huge part in their their journey of coming into the world. So I think God was really like using that because I have a really close relationship with those girls. So that was a really beautiful outcome of that. But yeah, so when they came to the world again, I was more excited, more anxious. We're almost a year into trying, kind of just like, okay, now I'm getting really anxious because I'm like okay this isn't normal like we're at the time we were 21 no we would have been 22 and so we just freshly turned 22 and I'm like okay this isn't normal like I don't know what normal is but for a young couple that are 22 years old like why is it taking us so long and so like I personally was afraid to go to the doctor's I just didn't really want to hear the outcome because I'm like, okay, something may be wrong. Like what's wrong with me? And of course, like the deceiver tries to put everything of doubt in your mind. And so that's kind of something that I was battling through. Another thing that really hit me and my husband, Ben, was that we were looking for a house. So this whole time we're still in that trailer home. (laughs) That trailer home was beautiful and we're so thankful for it. It helped us save money and it was just a first great first home but we are ready to get out in the country we are not city folks <laughs> we, we cannot do it we can we can't do that we're just country living people and so for that whole year year or so of trying we're also looking for a home and we found this beautiful home like five minutes from both of our parents and this is where our faith was really hit and so we found this home and you know sometimes we're like you feel like you see these signs and you're like, oh my goodness, like this is a sign from God and this is a sign. It was in that moment I realized looking back, like the deceiver is going to come at you in any angle that he possibly can. And that's terrifying. So I'm thinking I'm hearing from God and I'm like, oh my goodness, God told me this. God told me this is the perfect, perfect house, six acres, perfect for our 
six children someday, like all these things. We fully believed it. And so when we didn't get that house, it shook our faith entirely. So we were upset that the house wasn't ours. We were upset that we weren't pregnant. Just everything, I felt like it was just like a snowball effect and then it just crashed all at once. So that was, that was really difficult. And so after that property, we found another property and we're like, okay, this one's it. Like, this is same situation, not as many acres, but we'll make this work. Like we just want to get out of the trailer home. (laughs) And so again, we put a bid in higher than what they asked and we still lost it. And so that was another hit. And so trying not to get angry during that time, but I'm just like, God, like, where are you? Like what I'm doing everything right or what I thought was right. And he was just like almost sitting watching us go through this. And that's kind of how I felt at the time. So it was like a lot of questions and a lot of anger and frustration towards God, but it's really hard to explain because I'm not like an angry person. And so it's like, I wouldn't know, I don't know how to explain, but like, you know, like you have a, your love for your children and sometimes they disappoint you or, or you have a love for your sister or something. And like, as much as they drive you nuts at times, you would fight for them and you absolutely love them. Like you just, you'll protect them at all costs. And so that's kind of like the relationship I had with God. Like, I don't really like you right now, but I love you so much. Like it was one of those things. <laughs> and that made me feel really, really guilty just kind of like questioning myself with my faith. Like, who are you? Like, who, why are you questioning God? So it was just a lot of disappointment in myself, disappointment at our circumstances, all these things. So that's kind of where we at a year later after trying. So then in September, we finally went to the doctors. We found that we both had lower fertility. My hormones were imbalanced And my egg count was that of a 35-year-old. So I had a lot of different things that were kind of working against us at this point. Thankfully, the doctors did say that because we're so young, we did have time on our side. So at that point, they got us on a fertility pill and progesterone pill. So we were about one month into that, started taking that right away which also kind of scared me because I'm like, what am I giving into my body? Like, I'm just not that type of person that wants to take medicine. But at this point, I was just desperate feeling. But anyway, so I started taking that. Then all of a sudden, my sister, my younger sister, again, comes to us and lets us know that she's pregnant again. And that was so exciting. I was so happy for her. But again, she comes to me very sensitive because she knows where we're at at this point. And so that broke my heart because I'm just like, I don't want you to downplay your excitement because of where we're at. So that was something that we kind of worked through, but like we were so excited from the get-go and all this stuff and happy for them, but kind of just numb for our situation. And then also just from the house and trying for so long, everything was just piling up at what felt like at once. I remember telling my mom at that time, I said, I feel like everyone else is moving forward, but us, we're just standing still. And that was, that was just the day I was crying to her and my dad. And they use that quote to me now because (laughs) our life now is a lot different. So that's a quote that's usually 
picking fun out of at us now, but at that time, that's exactly how we were feeling. Um, so we were working, we were saving, trying to conceive, and also trying to find that home. Now we are on two months of that fertility treatment, and in early November, that was my second month of the treatment, my sister came to us and she lost the baby, so she had the miscarriage. That feeling of helplessness that comes I still get emotional talking about it because it's just that feeling of helplessness that comes over and you want to take that pain from your sister and just that anger that like why would God do that but like in the long run I know that the baby's safe with him and all these great things and my sister oh my gosh her and her husband just the faith and the strength that they went through with that was so eye-opening and just really beautiful so yeah so that was just kind of the whole feeling that like it just hit us again like and it wasn't even mine but like that's my sister I would do anything for her and so I just wanted to take that pain away from her and just of course the fear she's perfectly healthy she had a beautiful firstborn and she never struggled with like yeah she tried to conceive for a few months for the second born but it was nothing long, like infertility of a year or whatnot. And so, of course, the doubt creeps into my mind thinking like, okay, if this happens to a perfectly healthy person, like what's going to happen to me when we actually do get pregnant? Again, Satan completely just throwing everything at you. And just that full guilt of feeling this way was just a lot. And so I'm thankful for my sister, the way she handled all that, because it really prepared me for if something like that were to happen to us someday that we could get through it as well and I knew that we had each other and all that stuff so as sad as that story is it's also very beautiful and I think when you have a faith so strong like my sister and brother-in-law that also shines to others and so she was shining her light on us and so that was like a really weird time but also a very beautiful time as well so that all happens <laughs> so many emotions clearly because I'm still crying about it questioning God through that all and knowing that he loves and cares for us deeply even through our hurt and in painful moments he wants us to come to him and yeah, so we wanted the things to progress, but we still just felt very stagnant at that time. Little did we know, everything was about to change in less than a month. <laughs> and so this is where the story gets pretty exciting. <laughs> Looking back, we were so hindsight. Everything that we were praying for and waiting for was just at our fingertips, but we couldn't see it. And so looking back, we still kind of feel guilty and we apologize like, God, we're sorry that we were so upset with you. Like we didn't know what you had planned for us. And I think that's something that we've held on to since then, knowing that, okay, in this circum, whatever circumstance we're in right now, it might not seem beautiful to us at this moment, but there's something so more beautiful waiting for us. So yeah, so we learned through this. And so with all these dates, I'm going to try to keep them as nicely like organized as possible for you I have it written down because I don't know I still am mind blown at how quickly it happened this all happened in one week 
In December, this would have been in 2021, we had no idea, it was right before Christmas, that an old farmhouse was for sale, less than 10 minutes from both of our parents. My parents went to go view it, and they kind of, at this point, they're kind of protecting my husband and I, because they're just like, okay, we cannot put them through another house. Like, we can't get them attached, they can't lose it, like, we're going to be the mama bear, father bear, and just go look at this first. If we think it's for them, we'll let them know. So I'm thankful for that. <laughs> but anyway, so they found out that it was going to be a cash offer. And they're like, for 22-year-olds, they cannot afford this. Like, the cash offer, that's impossible. Let's not even bring it up to them. And so, <laughs> of course, my mom, being my best friend, did bring it up to us. But she's like, I just want to let you know it is that cash offer. So Ben and I were just like, eh, whatever. Don't even look at it. Like, we're not even going to talk about it. And... That Friday, which would have been December 17th, I felt really sick. I had a really bad migraine, and which is kind of usual for me. I feel like I get migraines pretty often, and I didn't think anything of it. Took a pregnancy test, and it was positive. And now I'm just like, holy smokes, Like, am I reading this right? Like, what? <laughs> After about a year and a half or almost two years of trying, we finally got the positive, and I'm just like, freaking out, but feeling sick and all these emotions. That weekend, I ended up taking 12 pregnancy tests because even though it was right in front of me, I still didn't believe it. <laughs> one of those things and like, okay, God, are you sure on this one? Like, is this for real? Like, don't do this to me. This is a really bad joke, like type of thing. So yeah, so we took over nine pregnancy tests that weekend. I told my parents that weekend, and this is the week before Christmas. So I told my parents about the news about being pregnant. They told us their exact words were, okay, well, now we don't feel as bad telling you about the house because, yeah, there's no way you can afford it, but at least you're pregnant. Like, that's good news. Like, we're working towards something. So we were just, like, laughing about that. A few days later, we had to Iowa to go see Ben's grandma and just over Christmas, and so that would have been December 22nd. We get the call from my parents that are like, hey, so this house, the one that we told you was, like, a cash offer. They still want a cash offer, but we talked to our bank and they're going to do anything that they can to get you this house. And so we're like, oh, like what? Like the septic's about to go out of this old farmhouse and the bank's still going to approve a loan? Like what? <laughs> and so a little side story is that like we are pretty close to the people that own our family bank. And so thankfully they've seen our past, um, my parents' past, our past with all of our finances. And they're just like, oh yeah, your family, like we'll, we'll cover it. And so that in itself, I'm just like, holy cow, like that's years worth of God planning to know that, okay, Ben and Alyssa are going to need a loan for this house. No one's going to accept it because who's going to buy an old farmhouse that half of the stuff is falling apart. And, but this bank, knew of us and knew who we were as people and we're just like yeah we're gonna do it for you so like right there I'm just like oh wow like oh thanks god but at the same time like okay let's just wait till this goes through right the bank approves the house and the next day we go to the we come to this house that we're in now spoiler alert we got the house <laughs> we go to the view the house and a few hours later he's like if you like it you got to put an offer in like today. Like this is three hours later. And we're like, oh my gosh, like looking back at the first house that we lost, 
truthfully, we looked at this house that we're in now and we're just like, oh, it's six acres. It's beautiful, but it's a lot of work. Like, I don't know, like we weren't that excited for it. And maybe that's because we just got a pregnancy test positive. And so we just didn't seem very excited about this house. So we're like, if it happens, it happens, whatever. Well, it ends up happening. Christmas Eve of 2021, we got the call that, hey, the house is yours. That was a lot of emotions because I'm like, okay, literally the Friday before the 17th, we found out we were pregnant. The next Friday, we got the house. So we got a house and a pregnancy test all in one week. Like our whole life is about to change in 2022. (laughs) And so everything for the last two years that we were praying for hit us all within one week. And that amount of emotions, I don't even know how to put into words because I'm just like, okay, God, like I see you, like you were there the whole time, but I was just too stubborn to trust you. And that's something I'm still working through is the anxiety. I realized anxiety is something within us that reveals a deeper issue and that's that we don't fully trust God. That's for me anyways. I know that there's other ways to interpret it, but that's for me is that I don't like giving up the control. And in those two years, that's the one thing I had, like, that's all I could do is just give God that control. And so that's something that he's revealed to us. And we're still working on is giving him that control and trusting him and knowing that he has something way better in store for us. So now we're on this old farmhouse. It's more than what we could ever imagine. It has more buildings and anything that we ever even expected we couldn't even afford but he made it happen and so that was just pretty cool especially in 2021 when the housing market was so high we wouldn't have been able to get this house price wise but once again living in a small town the neighbor was the granddaughter of this woman that lived in her house and and she knew of our family and she's like nope I don't want any other neighbors but them And so that's how we got the house. It didn't even make it to the market. So I'm like, once again, the banker, our neighbor, like all these people that God has put in our lives that know us were looking out for us. And I'm like, this is your home. And so I'm like, thanks, God. (laughs) It was just a very cool, humbling experience. And so for the last almost two years at that time, we thought we were on the same page as God. And we thought that we knew what he wanted for us. But then looking back, we thought we were entitled to all these things and we're like, oh, well, we have the faith and we're trying and we're saving money. And hindsight, we were, we were very entitled. And looking back at that, I'm just like, why did I think that some people, some people can get those things right away and that's just God's plan, but some others are going to have to either work or wait a little harder for it. And for us, we had to wait a lot longer than what I was expecting. And so I felt like almost like the little girl, the blueberry girl on Willy Wonka. <laughs> like I want it and I want it now. And so it was just one of those things where looking back, I'm like, I'm so sorry, God. Like I'd never want to be entitled or think that I deserve something because of my faith. And I don't deserve anything. He gave us everything that we'll ever need. Yeah, that's one of the things that he's revealed to us through that. In all the process of those two years, I felt like he stripped everything that we always wanted or thought that he had for us from us. And that's what it felt like. And I'm very thankful for that because he took everything from us or what it felt like it physically. He didn't. We had a beautiful trailer home. We had family surrounding us. 
but it felt like everything was stripped from us. And he took all of our brokenness and then slowly was building it in front of our faces. And we were just too blind to see it. And then all of a sudden it was there. And so, yeah, we were very thankful and extremely humbled by that experience. Because of all that, I feel we trusted God more with then going into this pregnancy. This pregnancy wasn't easy at all, and my anxiety was really bad, but we knew ultimately that it was God's plan and his will would be done. And so if you saw my reel, we'll kind of talk about our pregnancy journey and how it was a little bit more difficult. Not what we were expecting, but I think that's the whole whole point of life is that sometimes what we don't expect is the best. And even though it doesn't seem like the best thing for us at the time, like God knows what he's doing and he's working on us and in us. So during our pregnancy, we were just ultimately forced to give him the control. We had pregnant, like being pregnant, it's so hard to explain until you're in it. Cause I'm like, oh, I know what it's going to be like to be pregnant and all that stuff. And then I was pregnant and I was just like, oh my gosh, I have no control over this human inside me. Like this is my body but this is a totally different human being. Like I can't control her health. I can't control, I can control what I intake. I can control what I do, but ultimately like God is taking care of her. And so that was another eye opener. At 18 weeks, we heard the bad news on the ultrasound that she had an interrupted IVC and a pelvic kidney. We didn't get many answers until about 16 weeks later at 34 weeks we found out that even though all that was true, that things were looking on the up, she might need surgery after birth and heart surgery and all these things. So we still didn't really have answers, but that was a long 16 weeks. (laughs) That was really hard. And we kept going to doctors here and there. And at one point, one of the doctors was like, oh yeah, your baby looks fine. There's nothing, nothing's wrong. And so we come home, we're like, praise God, like nothing's wrong. Like this is amazing. And then two weeks later, I go in for another appointment and they said that, Hey, like, no, actually she does have a pelvic kidney and all that stuff. So like, we're just on this roller coaster up, down, like we can't control it. We're just trusting God at this point. And it was an interesting ride. That's for sure. Fear kept like creeping in. I was scared of losing the baby. Cause at one point, one of our doctors mentioned, I asked them like, Hey, is this going to be a successful like pregnancy? Is our baby going to live? And she's like, you know, we can't really determine that. We don't see these things very often. And so the way we left, we didn't really have answers. And it sounded it to us, it sounded like, I mean, any pregnancy, you never know. But with this, it was a higher risk that we would be losing the baby. And so that was scary. But again, we had no control over it. So it was just praying and bringing a community of family and friends that were praying for us. And at 34 weeks, we got answers that she might need heart surgery. She might be heading to children's hospital. We might not be able to see her after she's born, all these things, all these possibilities. And I get that doctors have to fully tell you all the outcomes preparing us for the worst because that's their job. But it was scary because you just, you don't know at that point. And so at 38 weeks, our beautiful baby girl, Jameson, was born healthy and strong. She did have the interrupted IVC, which is interrupted IVC is 
you have two arteries that go into your heart that pump blood. You have the upper half of your body, that's one artery, and then the lower half of your body that pumps blood is the other artery. Well, her lower half, the artery that pumps the blood into her lower half, into her heart, wasn't working. And I, of course, when you hear that, you're like, okay, well, half of her body then isn't getting blood. Like, is she going to be able to walk? Or like, what's the, how does that work? Well, they found out after more research is that one of her other arteries, like a little back road vein, was, they called it juicy. It was pretty plump. And it was taking the workload of what that IVC would have been taking. So a different vein that was supposed to just do its normal job was now taking the extra job of that IVC and pumping blood. So her heart, everything was working good. They just said our kid apparently likes the back roads better than the highway, <laughs> which I'm like, explains us perfectly. We're country folks. We like the back roads. <laughs> so she has that. And then she also has a pelvic kidney. So when, when babies are born, their kidneys are in their pelvic area. And as they grow, they move up to where they're supposed to be. And so her right kidney did not move up with her other kidney. So her right kidney is a little bit smaller and in her pelvic area. To find out it doesn't affect anything. Some people live with it and don't even know they have it. And so, yeah, so that was a huge blessing that, okay, like at least the kidney's fine. Some people live with one kidney our kid's going to be fine. <laughs> like, so right now her kidneys are working great. Her heart is working wonderfully. We've had no issues. She had strong lungs. She came out screaming. She was beautiful. And the doctors were amazed that she was that healthy. So that is just the whole two years of our life, just up and downs of faith and waiting and just uncertainties and questioning God but also what we learned through all that. The theme that I hear that goes through all that is waiting. Mm -hmm. You waited a lot. And, you know, we, in our culture, we don't like to wait very much. No. Uh, if we have to wait in like a drive through line, we get annoyed. Mm -hmm. If we have to wait in any kind of line, we get annoyed. And we, we've turned into a culture that just doesn't appreciate waiting. But I know you had told me uh, before we did this session today that God was kind of leading you in that direction of talking about the waiting. So mm -hmm. I did my own kind of research on it. And I will tell you, I looked up, I looked up scriptures on waiting. And of course, there's some wonderful scriptures out there about it. Uh, one that I think, you know, came out to me because it's a popular scripture. We hear it more often. And that's Isaiah 40, 31. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Mm -hmm. But as I looked up the word wait through a concordance for that scripture, the word is kava. And it means, which was very interesting because I think, you know, our English language, we have one word for weight. There are 23 words wow. for weight. Yes, in, in the Bible. And so for this particular scripture, kava means to bind together, perhaps by twisting, looking patiently, tearing. Mm -hmm. But I love that to bind together because, you know, well, you you live on a ranch, you know, ropes sometimes are are a very useful tool out on oh, yes. ranches. 
but it's a, a rope that has several twines put together. That is a stronger rope. Mm-hmm. When we are waiting on the Lord, when we are wrapping ourselves around him. Uh, there's another scripture, Psalm 62, 5. For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from him. The word there is daman, which means quiet self, rest, mm. be silent and be still. I love that. And again, a lot of times waiting, we're impatient in the waiting. Absolutely. Because we know what we want. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. Like you said, there are some people who wait longer. There are some people who never get what they're waiting for. Mm -hmm. But when we wrap ourselves around the Lord, when we're able to wait silently and rest in him, I can't imagine that 16 weeks that you had to wait during your pregnancy to get any answers. And still they didn't have great answers. Oh yeah. (laughs) At the time. And I can't imagine because I I remember during my pregnancy, I was always freaking out about everything. (laughs) I actually apologized to my doctor at during my second pregnancy for the first pregnancy, because I, I was always anxious about what was going on with my body, what was going on with the baby and making Mm -hmm. sure I was wanting to make sure everything was okay. But like you said, that is not within our control all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so hard to like wrap your head around too, because it's just like, you want that control, but again, it's not ours to have. And again, just with any child, even our child now, it's not our child. We are its earthly parents, but ultimately God is the heavenly father. That is, he's the one that's going to provide and take care of them. Our job here is to just trust God that we're doing the best that we can and that he has way better in store for us. And so that was something really with pregnancy that I'm just like, oh, there's some things that you you can kind of slide with keeping in your control, but pregnancy for sure was not in my control. And that was a really beautiful thing. Looking back, I loved it. It's very nice because we learned to just rest, like you said, and trust in God and just lean into him during that time. Cause that's all we could do. So it's really beautiful. Well, Alyssa, I just want to thank you for sharing your story it is quite a story that I think a lot of people can, uh, you know, connect with because they too are in a waiting period um, where they know what they want, but God has a different idea. If you had a message to tell those people, what would it be? Our message would be, don't give into the false belief that God's not here and he's not working right now. Just because we don't see it or it's not happening right now doesn't mean he's not at work in our lives. In this time, he's working deeply on you and all that you have control of is the way that you continue to trust him. And so I think God knows the whole picture and we only get a glimpse of it. But when we do see that picture, it will blow your mind. (laughs) Let's just say that. (laughs) As you guys continue to grow with your family and grow your ranch house and everything. And that just God blesses every step of that. Well, thank you so much for having me. And thank you for the podcast that you're creating for those to listen. Thank you. 
We're so glad that you could join us for today's podcast. If you're interested in experiencing God's goodness in your own life, and you would like somebody to pray with you, there's a 24-hour hotline that you can call at 1-800-700-7000. There is somebody on the phone ready to talk to you so that you too can experience God's goodness.